0: But you could call me the can man because anybody can get it.
1: Unbelievable! Dana!
0: 60
2: G's,
1: baby! Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler.
0: Welcome to episode 71 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron. Today I'm joined by Alex Jones and Sam Langston. We've had a bit of a hiatus due to the World Cup, England playing and all sorts going on. Nobody really wanted to miss a game and uh, recording it in my room during this was a little too hot. Me and TK did a couple and yeah, it's actually too hot at the moment.
1: But You actually have the hottest room in history.
0: Yeah, it's... It's so bad, me and TK doing it with the window shut, fan-off, making sure there's no disruption to uh, the audio quality.
1: All about the audience here. Exactly.
0: So uh, just before, it's going to be a mainly, well, almost all football uh, episode this week. So just before we get into that, just thought I'd uh, mention this to Alex. I don't know if you saw any of the boxing results this weekend. I didn't. All right, well, uh, Manny Pacquiao scored his first knockout since 2009. He was, f- he was fighting in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Also his first fight since 2009 when there was Nevada testing, which might be a, well a interesting coincidence
2: there. Funny enough, my brother watched this um, uh, documentary the other day. It was like one of those you know, unofficial ones. It's Al Jazeera or something like that. One of the Al Jazeera docs on doping, stuff like that. And he finally said to me over the dinner table the other day, okay, now I understand what you're, <laughs> what you're on about. He's just like blown his mind in the world of sport. I'm not surprised by anything you're saying. And it's kind of... <sighs> I'm going to have to dig out the highlights of that now. So your brother now knows what you're on about when it comes to doping. He knows what I'm on about when I sit. which like, <laughs> It's just mm, like... The, interesting.
0: The... Yeah. <laughs> As I said when I uh, created this and pod team on uh, Football Manager earlier, I've got Alex a Russian midfielder which should tell you all you need to know. Completely clean. Also got a Nigerian, Scott D. So, <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, so uh, the World Cup final was yesterday. Uh, France emerging victorious 4-2 against Croatia. Croatia obviously knocking out England in the semi-finals which we'll get into at some point. I think... Uh, talk about the our kind of overall reaction to England's competition, because I've seen it go from up here to now people almost doing the complete opposite and saying, oh, well, it was terrible. You now look back and it was never any good and all stuff like this. So, but I just send you both, uh, some kind of questions to start and we'll do that. And then we'll maybe go in a bit deeper. So, uh, biggest disappointment if I kick us off so I, I was going to go for Germany yeah I I think Germany were definitely the biggest
2: disappointment I think they're the in Reese, well in the modern in the modern age they're probably the most reliable cup team out there um and they have got one of the best squads still regardless of what happens um and they were, well they were shambles absolutely shambolic I was back, you know, fantasy team. I had a number of Germans in my squad because it's just easy points. It's easy points normally. Obviously
1: not so to be fair. Your team was just comprised of England and Germany and a couple of Argentina players. I had Tutsia two... was one of them.
2: <laughs> I had. Uh, I, I was back in the thing is with a fantasy team though. You want to back. You end up sort of back in a few teams. That's the way to get points. And like, I backed Argentina to basically just. Basically, I was back in Argentina and Germany to be pretty solid with the. I can't believe I put in Harry Kane as well, but what? which did get me the points. Yeah. I was in shock when the first round came in in England with the one who got me the yeah. most points. Across
0: the last uh, four World Cups, Germany haven't finished any lower than third. So that kind of tells you what a shock it was. I mean, they, uh, yeah, as Alex said, safe bet to retain the title. They're beaten by Mexico in the first game and then you kind of thought maybe it's a one-off and you look into the second game, but they didn't really show much mm. In the first game. We didn't know if it was Mexico had kinda of outdone themselves or Germany had shut out. Well, it's kinda of like I that
2: the first game is like, right, okay, they've lost to Mexico. The second that where they turned it on though with just that last win it winner with Cruises free kick, um I expected them after that to just literally springboard and go into the tournament and be like, literally blow everybody away. Just like do that typical German thing. And it looks now like they just papered over the cracks, essentially. Yeah. And um, who's it they had in their last game? South Korea. Well, they were out and they were already out as well. So
0: you would have bagged them to absolutely do them in. But I um, actually said when uh, we were talking like separately about which game to watch on the last day. And I almost said I was going to go for the other game instead because like I said Germany can't possibly lose to South Korea. It's just not going to be possible. If you were to highlight as well,
2: um, like a particular part of that German squad, which was disappointing, Muller was really, really
0: disappointing. He was chasing records he, going into this well, tournament. The, the, the thing is, and it goes the opposite way, because I, I see both sides of it being an Arsenal fan. So a lot of people put all the blame on Urzil, and then people go the other way, and so they kind of try to absolve Urzil from any blame at all. And... He wasn't great, but at least he was creating chances. And Muller was absolutely diabolical.
1: I think Joachim Lur has to take a lot of blame for what happened as well. I mean, that first game in particular was absolutely horrendous defensive, like, defensively. Well, you, you don't I mean,
0: see like an international manager you say they're long in a job, do you? And that no. might be why. It's maybe stale. it's just
1: getting a, yeah, getting a little bit stale. I was going to say.
0: Yeah, without a question,
2: because he was accused of like maybe playing players that really hadn't done much during the season, like Newer playing new in goal. Yeah, he'd been out. He's been out injured most of the season and not to maybe fader other people. It just it was kind of stubbornness to play it safe and stick to what he knows worked. And you can't blame him for making that decision because it didn't show any signs of it not working. And in the lead up to the tournament, they were following their normal formula of not really performing that well in the build-up
0: games, but they were still was, they one of the highest scorers in qualifying. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, it didn't look good for me. I picked Germany as the winners of the tournament. I picked Timo Werner as the Golden Boot winner and uh, the breakthrough (laughs) player. He was absolutely dreadful. He looked like he could have had it on the line, and he still would have found a way to twist it backwards.
1: Yeah, I think he was probably a lot of people's pick. I think on the Germany pod, I did actually pick him out as well. So you're not alone there.
0: Well, I guess part of it's maybe that they played almost a reserve team in the Confederations Cup. And so we kind of thought, well, that's their reserve team looking like that. So if they play yeah. their first team, then... I mean, people seem to say, oh, well, if Sané was there, as if it would have made a huge difference. But they had Julian Brandt, who was kind of the closest thing to Sané there, and they didn't even play him.
1: So Yeah, I think there's a lot of different things that you could have done. But ultimately, they, they just got outplayed. And they were just exposed at the back, which I think you can put down to lure.
2: I think as well, there's a lot of players in that squad now who have won, like they've won the World Cup, they've won a lot of trophies. When it gets really, really... They're coming towards the end of... They're in that, that final stage of their career now. When it comes to... When things are getting really tough and having to dig really deep and find something, they've already won a lot of it. So you just question...
0: I mean, they were still all crying after. Yeah,
2: they were. and That's okay. I mean, maybe completely wrong, but it's kind of like when you've already won everything, you would be... It would be wrong to say... That certain sort of pressures and motivations like would be there still, but still ultimately i don't, I'm not saying that they weren't bothered the about winning because they definitely would be it's why they'd play the football, but you know it's just that that extra kick which other teams would have they didn't have well yeah sort of... I
0: mean even just like uh in the week before the world cup um they were talking about dropping Urtzil and uh Gundiga, I if I pronounce that right but. Just because they had a picture with the Turkish Prime Minister, and they were saying how disgraceful this was, and so that's obviously not a good thing. I mean, we were talking about criticizing some of our players, but we weren't talking about dropping them for kind of farcical reasons like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the other contenders for this category of biggest disappointment, I think you could sort of link in with that. Yeah, uh, would be the the Spain one. Lots of pre-tournament yeah. anguish with them. Um, obviously, sat their manager beforehand, which you could put down to some of the issues they, they had, but they just weren't at it as a team. Um, interesting I actually had on the other end of the scale, one which underperformed but you wouldn't necessarily expect to go as far, was Iceland. I thought after the Euros they set sort of a precedent for themselves and expected slightly more from them. And they the... look
0: good they looked decent enough in the first game. Yeah.
1: And with the group the way it was, you yeah. you could have seen a scenario where they'd have qualified if if they'd have been on it. Yeah. Um, and then, especially with Argentina not playing as well as as they had. Yeah,
2: I was going to say Argentina is another one as well. With I mean, yes, we know their their lineup, their system is deeply flawed, and there was a lot of issues with the manager and all that sort of stuff. But you can't deny the talent that's in that squad. Um, and everybody was sort of maybe Messi like bagging Messi to just drag them again to the final and then maybe pull it off this time. So. And I, I I mean, like I said, I had them in my fantasy team, but I was kind of part of me was kinda of hoping something like that would happen because it you know it would be awesome to see,
0: but Yeah, yeah I mean another one I had in there was kinda of Africa in general, which uh, I mean, all none of their teams managed to get out of the group stage. They got talented enough teams there. You look at um that Nigeria team, they've got some proven players in there. Um the Senegal team look more than capable.
1: Yeah, I think we've with Nigeria, you can let them off because they are a the tough group. Yeah. But Senegal, Senegal, you could probably argue should have gone through, and I think it was just a yellow card, wasn't it, that cost yeah. them ultimately in the end. So disappointing, but yeah. not in not really in their control on yeah. that occasion. Um, very unlucky at times. Teams like Morocco and um, who else was it? It was Iran, weren't they? they were yeah. they were unlucky to not even get yeah. a point. Or I mean, they got one point, didn't they?
0: I mean, um, like going on then to the next one, so sort of kind of the biggest shock and. I kind of can feed in a bit with this, but going off what Sam said, I mean, Spain going out to Russia was the biggest one for me. I mean, Russia had no expectations even going into the tournament. Obviously, there's a couple of controversial circumstances there that they were able to run all over the park. But even with just the physicality there, you'd expect a Spain team to be able to put a couple of goals past uh, Russia and they really should have done. Yeah, I, l- I look at that Spain line at that starting eleven. Obviously,
2: it's not what it used to be. Um, but I don't think they've. Like, they're, they're winning lineups of the past. I think that's a clear unit. You wouldn't necessarily pick anybody else apart from that starting 11. We're talking like Davavir up front, Iniesta, Xavi, uh, Ramas, PK, all of that. That's just that central core of the team. Um, but when you look at the squad now, you could maybe say, or he could maybe go in, or he could maybe go in. It's a bit more questionable. Um, I question, I mean, he bagged a few goals. Diego Costa up front. I don't think he necessarily works with
0: the players that they has got around him. Well, I think it was more the other way around. I think uh, they kind of weren't working with him. He, there was plenty yeah, of yeah, runs. that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, I get it. There was plenty of runs like that he was making and they just weren't picking him out at all. Mm. And I mean, if you're going to put him in there, you do have to play to his strengths. And he isn't a traditional Spanish player, is he? Well, he's not Spanish. Well, he's not—he's not, he's not a traditional <laughs> Brazilian player either, so it would work yeah, like that both ways. Yeah. But I mean, if you are going to play someone like that, and it would—it sh- seems like it should suit perfectly because you've got like all the flicks and tricks behind, and then you have him to put it in the net like he did against Portugal. That goal he scored showed literally everything he does. If you could show someone what is Diego Costa, you would show that goal. One of my—one of my. Um...
2: Players that I had
0: sort of maybe down as
2: a breakout player of the tournament, even though I necessarily wasn't back in Spain. Can I get to that? I was was back in Isco to maybe have a really good tournament. I I really like Isco and I thought he showed moments, but ultimately that connection wasn't
0: there. Yeah. Um, Another one, kind of the the biggest shock, I mean, going hand in hand with that Russia getting as far as they did, being the lowest ranked side. Uh, England winning the penalty shootout is another one. Yeah. I was going (laughs)
1: to say Russia as a host in general as well I don't think people yeah. were expecting too much from them as a host nation and I think they've excelled well, me and, in, in everyone's eyes
0: me and TK touched on um, this a bit because we were saying that did we literally just get drawn into thinking that they were the worst thing on earth or <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard this rumour as if it's like set in stone now that this Russian like mafia has gone through and just cleaned out all the gangsters, killed them off. But about three people are sat in the barbers, and he's gone. You know what? There's no trouble, mate. They killed off all of them. <laughs> so that seems to be the conspiracy theory. If that is the case, it, they clearly didn't leave anyone.
2: I I think it goes to show um, how biased the media representation of Russia is, like, particularly if you're British or American at the moment. Um, obviously there's a lot of confrontation on a political level at the moment and obviously we're going to you know pride our own nation we're going to say that Russia is you know terrible place bad people and all that sort of stuff so it is a biased view we won't go into politics too much um, I like There was obviously a lot of accusations with that Russian squad, no
0: surprises going in. And I would say there was some questionable legs <laughs> on this pitch. Um, was, but, Ignashevich, you're 39 years old, played 240 minutes and yeah. looked like one of the what, fittest players on the pitch. What I will say is that, yes, I think
2: Russia were obviously, something was wrong there. Uh, but I'm not saying that there weren't any other squads in that team or any other players in that World Cup that did it as well. It's just Russia were the 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 head of the witch hunt for that. Uh, just... But questionable, even though you've got that sort of um, that that questionable athletic ability that they had, uh, ultimately they still would have to put the ball in the back of the net. And there were moments of brilliance from them. That equaliser against um, that equaliser against Croatia. Um, Oh, that was spectacular! They had some worldies of a goal, um, so you can't really question—you can't really question, you know, what they did, even
0: if they did boost themselves in a certain light. Yeah, the sun's just come out and absolutely blinded you both, but due to there being no curtains, yeah, I think you're gonna have to just kind of cope. <laughs> um, when you were talking about certain players, you weren't referring to Ronaldo, were you? I'd be referring to a lot of players. I can't believe I'm, using, I'm
2: hiding behind a Byron Newcastle jersey. I never thought I'd say that. Yes, yeah, it's Harry's. It's not mine.
0: No. But um, with uh, Russia, I mean, you're kind of touching it there. It does seem like uh, we kind of could rename our podcast to be about doping these days. But there was that picture with uh, the player running off the pitch with the injection hole in yeah. his arm yeah, I did see that. as he's coming off, which... I mean, you you think if they were going to do it, they'd be a bit more conspicuous, so maybe it was something harmless, but you never know, do you? Um, any more biggest shocks before we move on?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was shocked at how enjoyable I found this World Cup. I'd say it's probably the best one in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to speak on your behalf, but personally, no. I want to say yeah, that, that it's probably the best that I've seen so far. And well, I've enjoyed it, enjoyed watching it, and it's been great, really. Do you think, I mean, the,
0: I think when I look back, I might say that I enjoyed the 2010 one just as much, but maybe that was literally, we had our study leave and we finished our exams around the World Cup. So we literally had the whole summer off just doing what we wanted. You Were were you working then? What, type, what, what age did you start working?
2: Um, I started working when first year six four my my job yeah so. so
0: you weren't working over the summer where we finished our exams no no yeah no so
2: yeah I, I do I do remember I, I to be honest I for me I think this is the most enjoyable World Cup I've oh ever had, yeah but I like but yeah that one was good I think um, but you are right it's difficult to maybe appreciate because obviously we had the entire. Summer off to yeah. watch every single game if we wanted to. We didn't have any pressures or anything, whereas this time it's sort of tying in all the matches. You inevitably missed a, quite a lot of them. I missed quite a lot, which I am gut- I missed the Spain-Portugal game and I took quite I was to a lot, so that I was gutted about this and that. Why well, did you miss that one? Training. <laughs>
0: what were you? You should have said to your coaches, why didn't you fake an injury? I don't do that kind of thing. Did you see that interview with... What referee was it? Who... I sent you the clip Was in like, there was the referee who was saying
1: about oh yeah yeah had did, yeah, did you
0: see this there's a referee and he was asked um, about giving players cards like had he ever been approached before a game to ask the, the player to give him a card he was a Premier League referee I'll have to look up who it was and he said a player came up to him before the game and essentially said like we've got a midweek game here I don't really want to play I need one more booking to get the suspension and we got a derby game the following week and he said he told the player alright First foul you do, boot the ball away after, and I'll give you a booking straight away. And he was really open about saying that this these conversations do take place between the players and the officials.
2: That's quite. I've never thought of it in that light before. Because I, would, I would, like, initially I would thought, why didn't you just say that to the manager? Yeah. And then actually, no, I get that because you don't want to be that
0: player. You do think though, don't you? Like, uh, there's times on the pitch where you see someone do something like. What on earth are they doing? That's just ridiculous. It seems like yeah. sometimes when it's out of character for a player and they start chopping off at a ref or like just booting the ball away and I'm going like to look at it every time now. You could quite easily, you said you'd done a hamstring or something like that, had a nice month off to watch the World Cup.
1: The yeah, idea, really. Although um, the,
0: the way you snack out, you might have come back a, a big size if you had a month off, sat down watching the World Cup. You me? Yeah. Out. You go all in when you... Oh well, you, yeah, when you go definitely. in you go all in so Yeah but um, i burn it all don't I <laughs> Yeah I'll say in a month of that if you if you weren't training. <laughs> well I do put a few <laughs>
2: kilos on in the off season. So it like, meant to though.
0: We need to to give, some, give me something to work with for the next year. <laughs> yeah.
1: I forgot what we were going on to now. Um I had oh, one, in the best world Cup, One yeah. last shot yeah. was I'd probably say Croatia getting to the final, to be honest. Yeah. I can't really say that anyone would have seen that one come in. Obviously, Good squad, expected them to perform, but I would probably yeah. have said quarters. Semis when we and max, did the podcast,
0: so. we said that the draw would have to go their way; they'd have to get no injuries, and then Brad said the semi-finals, and we all kind of gave him a look like, ooh, I'm not sure we're going to go that far." We thought they just kind of looked good, but honestly, no,
2: like, I, I. I I thought by the second game, by the the second game, I thought Croatia, even though it was against an non-existent.
0: I (laughs) I think that everyone kind of perked up. Yeah, I kind
2: of like, I I thought they looked pretty solid from (laughs) this. I I thought they looked pretty solid from the start. And if I was to have it, if I did have an outside bet, I probably would have gone down Bradside I think, not to necessarily win it, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they made it to the semis. I think there would have been less, I think it would have been more shot like, I would have been more
0: surprised if um, well, <laughs> he made yeah. it to the same. Most, yeah. most people's dark horses seem to be Croatia or Uruguay, one of the two. Y- Uruguay always, once again, like a reliable cup, cup team. Yeah. And yeah. Even
2: like, like you said, they can make any team look really good when you play against yeah. them, but they will hurt. They they really hurt.
0: The irony of you calling your fancy team, I called it while coming last. <laughs>
2: Actually, didn't come last. Pulled
0: it back, didn't I? Oh, okay. Over to Tom Kennett. On those last three on those last three games I was you were all in danger. I got, because I had loads of transfers left. Yeah, I got thirty eight points in the final, so I was sorted.
1: Don't worry about me. I came top, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, because halfway through, I saw, and I saw that Sam and Sean are above me, and I saw they weren't doing transfers, and I was thinking, I'm not going to tell anyone here, and I'm going to start doing my transfers, and I might slowly
1: yeah. I used back. All, all of mine in the group stage to accumulate my points, and then just sat back on those for the <laughs> knockouts.
0: If we uh, go on then to biggest flop, and it kind of, if we haven't mentioned it for disappointment or shock, then it comes in here, I mean... Neymar, quite literally, yeah, I've got, I've got his <laughs> first name on my list. Yeah. Was uh, the biggest flop. I mean, Messi is the next one on yeah, my list. I, I was about to say Same Messi. Again, yeah. yeah, he had it where he scored the goal to send them through, and then everyone was hyped up saying this is Messi, he's proven he's the goat and all this. And then once again, he, he's now failed to score a goal in eight knockout games in a World Cup. I think. Um...
2: There's, like we've already mentioned about Germany, but Muller would be another name that you throw into the mix considering his
1: previous track record at tournaments. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think going back to Messi, the, he got off to a bad start with the penalty. Yeah, yeah. the penalty miss. Awful. I don't, I don't know
0: why but. you have him on penalties because the thing is, in that team, I'm pretty sure Aguero was on the pitch at the time of him missing that penalty. It must be either an ego thing or he's literally told, but he seems to be the boss of that team. So I don't know why he continues taking them. We spoke, um, me and TK spoke on the last podcast and we were talking about um, strikers and penalties. And we spoke about it during the England-Croatia game where there was an interview of Andy Cole on Australian TV and he was saying about everyone would think being a striker that he would want to take the penalties, but he said that looks a lot further away when you're stood there. And it does, even just when you're messing about having a penalty shoot, it looks yeah. a lot further away when you stood there.
2: I think at that level of football, any player on the pitch can easily put the ball in the back of the net wherever he wants. What you're looking for in that moment is that mental management of playing the play, playing the moment, not the outcome. And I think that's like a testament. Like, I mean, uh, Harry Kane was a prime example because obviously the first penalty that he had in the tournament, he put in the back of the net, but we were. The, it wasn't a penalty shoot out at that point, even
0: the ones they were kind of scuffing the penalty spot and they were kind of standing over him making yeah. it take ages yeah
2: it's it's a different that's a different penalty when you're in a penalty shoot and you know that's this is it or nothing there's no recovery after that. that's a different mindset, and you have that ability to choke um but yeah like any any player on the pitch nine times out of 10 will put the ball in the back of the net on a training pitch it's that mental game it's purely mental i think that penalty
0: shootout environment yeah. i mean we could do a whole podcast on it but just to ask did this world cup change your mind in any way as to whether messi or ronaldo are the greatest or is your opinion unchanged or
1: i've always been more on the ronaldo side <laughs> Which I know is very controversial because everyone seems to just go with Messi for the goat, but yeah, it's it's not really changed me in that respect. Obviously,
2: do do you? I, I, I am I I am a like my preferred is Ronaldo as well, but that's no disrespect to Messi at all. I like in my opinion they are the best two players to have ever played football, but I prefer personally Ronaldo because I
0: like his traits and what do you, for? do you see yeah, a difference though, a while, though in the greatest player and the greatest scorer? I think... We're going to get on to Ronaldo a bit later, but it's just a bit, for now.
1: It's a bit different because if you wanted to choose one to have on your team, I'd still probably choose Ronaldo because he's the one who could change a game on his own in five seconds. I and, think it would I depend think,
0: what team I had, whether it was already a contender or yeah. who you have playing around. For me like one sort of thing for me is
2: that obviously we have seen Ronaldo in multiple leagues and yes there is a debate like oh Messi like the typical I could Messi do it on a cold night in Stoke or we haven't seen Messi outside of that Barcelona setup um and when we've seen him in the Argentina shirt he's not as good we have seen moments of brilliance i mean don't forget he got them to, he got to a final but we haven't necessarily seen that clinical difference that he has at Barcelona so there is still that question mark for me there in terms of will we ever see him outside of a Barcelona set-up with that setup around him? For, because there's no question that he is the top dog at that team and that team will forever, as long as he's there and his performance his ability will be structured with him in mind. Yeah,
0: for me, it hasn't changed my opinion on who the GOAT is, but it's made me think about it more and think that it is closer than it is. I will say... I find it funny that the main argument about Ronaldo being better than Messi is the multiple leagues thing. While we see the same people, I'll say Liverpool fans, praise Gerrard for staying at one club the whole time and that, so it does seem like it's just going to be twisted whichever way it is.
1: I think that's different when you're not arguing because no one's saying Gerrard's the best player of all time. So I, no. think, I think it's just... Uh, yeah,
2: the states are different.
1: Yeah, I think the whole debate, Ronaldo-Messi... Sort of irritates me anyway. To be honest, I I don't want to have to pick between either <laughs> no, of them. I get that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things which will always come to light whenever one of them does something. Were you
0: on the? I'm not. I don't think you were. I think it was before you started coming on. We did one podcast where uh, it was literally like a like a head to head. So we did who was better, LeBron versus Jordan, Nadell versus Federer, uh, Messi against Ronaldo, and it was split on the majority of them as it seems to be for, for now on. and But Pete, I get you saying you don't want to choose and you're not, it's not you that I'm saying that. Like I saw people on Twitter saying that they're sick of the debates when that is literally one of the best things about sport mm. is, I mean, we're sat yeah. here now debating about sports so to wipe it out is... I see some people trying to do that. Well, without question, having these two in the same era has
2: raised the profile of the sport, which you would think is impossible enough with football because of how big it already is. Um, and you could also say that neither of them would be as good as they are
0: now and would have achieved what they would have achieved without either of them to push each other. Have you seen the clip of them having the debate on American TV? It was after the group stage, I think it was. No, No, <laughs> have I you seen it? Oh, it's... They they go they're go in and he's saying Ronaldo he's done it in this many leagues and he says um you look at he says you look at Messi he can't do it without the likes of David Villa
1: Ronaldinho
0: <laughs> and he's like and then you look at Ronaldo and he's won it with guys like Darren Fletcher who are trash <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on and he starts naming he, he names Darren Fletcher and Michael Carrick I don't know where he's got these two names from and he proper digs them out and he's like Ronaldo having to play with people like this.
2: Or Ronaldo's, a, like, uh, America. the American audience is going to prefer Ronaldo massively because he's just all about power and it's just Messi's more let's say, uh, like, Ronaldo's a hammer and Messi is, ooh, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this analogy. He, he is
1: Trump. Ronaldo <laughs> is Trump and, and yeah. Messi is, is the, what you want him to be.
0: The thing is, like, I don't want to, I saw things like that and then I think like, me and TK sit here and debate NBA, and I think, oh, I hope to God we don't sound like that. <laughs> Although we do watch the sports as opposed to them who watch a highlights programme of Ronaldo Messi, because I don't think they're watching La Liga or that. It's flying here. Um, if we move on then to... Who um, are we
1: summarising his biggest flop, by the way? Are we going with Neymar?
0: I'd go with Messi, person, Messi yeah. personally, but I mean, if there's any others people want to check in before we move on, so we've got Messi, Neymar. I'd have Messi, Neymar, joint, to be annoying, just because I think... Anything else them, to throw? Anyone else? Anything else to throw in there?
2: I, I would... The way the reason I'm saying towards the Neymar and Messi is because of the stature of the players that they are. You would say Muller, like, personally, because he is, like, the most proven at the World Cup and the most, let's say, reliable, um, and he flopped, so, but... Well,
1: I was just going to say, can I go with a, sort of an outsider one with yeah. De Gea? Because didn't he make like one yeah. one save in the whole whole tournament, and he let the one goal in the the <clears throat> the one in the Portugal game? Um, um, in terms of
0: flopping, I mean, I've never seen a tournament this bad in terms of players feigning an injury. It, I've never seen anything like it. The the way players were throwing themselves to the floor was embarrassing. I mean, Shearer, you could see him boiling up every single time they even had to talk about it. It's
1: embarrassing, yeah.
2: Well it was like after the England Columbia game, um, where apparently the Colombian fans were saying to like the, you know, the England like people who were interviewing them it's like you need to like it's good and all the way you behave, but you need to play, let's say, be good at the darker arts of the sport. I don't agree with that at all. You like if that if that's the way you want to play the game, then I, like that's fine, but well, it's not fine in my eyes because it's terrible. And I think that sort of that's the whole reason that we've got to the point of where we're bringing in things like VAR for another sort of look at it because that's in the game.
0: I, I don't agree with that sort of culture at I, all. I mean, I, I was sick of watching it, but if Sterling had dived to win as a penalty against Croatia, I would have had no issue with all. Well, it's like Diego Costa is a prime example. If Diego Costa is not in your squad, he is an absolute douche. Same
2: as... If he's in your squad, he's the best thing Same as Suarez. Yeah,
0: yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um... All right then. If we go on to uh, biggest breakout star, I think there's clearly one here.
1: Unanimous, I suppose.
0: Not for no, not unanimous. Go on. Kieran hi. Trippier, surely.
2: <laughs> he's
0: actually he was actually on my <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, he's on oh, list. No, I mean, no. Um, Kieran Mbappe. Yeah.
1: If we're choosing one, it's Mbappe. But I've got a few contenders. Well,
0: my argument here. So the first one on my list was Benjamin Pavard, uh fullback for France. Um, mm everyone was saying at the first game, uh, I mean, I, I'd only heard his name because he'd been linked with Arsenal. I'd never seen him before. Um, Sadibi was injured, and so he's come in instead. And the reason I would say him and my next one is um, Golovin. Is, You've um, chosen
1: the two linked with Arsenal.
0: I don't think we <laughs> And Golovin's linked more Chelsea now. But what, what I'll say is, Mbappe played at a higher level, but in terms of what we expected, I think the the gap is more between what we expected of, say, Pavard and what he did compared to what we expected of Mbappe and what he did. So, I mean, the ceiling's yeah. higher for Mbappe. But in terms of the breakout start, I mean, we all knew who Mbappe was before the tournament.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair way to go about it, to be honest. Um, going back onto some other names, like, i like, mentioned Trippier, who had a phenomenal he, tournament. He was
0: voted um, the best player in the England squad on yeah. their app. Um, Welbeck was voted the worst, which I thought was harsh. Pickford, he, didn't play, he? he played it's in few minutes. The, they all got the, good. Yeah, he played about 20 minutes in the Belgium minutes. game. And uh, he got unanimously a 4 out of 10, 21st best in the squad. Uh, Pickford, obviously, yeah. had a really Pickford, good tournament yes. for us. See, he he's one where I could see because even England fans, myself included, didn't think he'd start and he proved yeah. it was wrong completely. Had
1: doubts and he sort of excelled beyond it. Harry, that penalty save.
2: Yeah. Uh, Harry Maguire, again. And like surprise for us in terms of like how how well he performed. Um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else.
1: Rafa Varan. Mm. Denis Cheryshev.
0: Cheryshev's a good one.
1: Yeah. I think not not many people expected much from him and the goals he scored were absolute peaches. Yeah, Quite important at some stages as well.
0: Alright. Um anyone else to check in before we move on again?
1: Not from me, no. Nah. What, are you, what are you farted? Nah. <laughs> you make me sick. Yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> is that sad? Oh, it's that sub? Oh, At least I admit, I admit to it when I do it. What sub did you go well. for? Um, we got the chicken pizziola, which is chicken, marinara sauce, pepperoni, and I got the addition of lettuce, a bit of sweet corn, and uh, some sweet chilli sauce. At,
0: at lunch, uh, they do quite a fair bit. Uh, it's, it's a, they've upgraded a bit now. And they used to have all these veg, and sometimes they would come back with like a box just full of sweet corn.
1: No, it was usually carrots, a box of carrots.
0: Yeah, or peas, sweet,
1: corn. <laughs> all
0: kinds of strange. Gotta get the veggies in. Things to yeah, but just to just eat a box of sweet corn with nothing on it. Oh,
1: yeah, but I eat it alongside my lunch. It's like a side dish. Maybe oh. you could
0: support that, sort of sort of a sponsorship deal with Subway
1: <laughs> podcast <laughs> over a sub. That'd
0: be good um all right until people start chewing down the mic and then i think <laughs> people might go off first um game of the tournament so i'll i'll say um france for argentina three for me would be the game of the tournament uh
2: i think portugal uh portugal spain was a phenomenal game that um, would be my know, next choice got gold of the tournament yeah. I didn't stick around. No, I didn't see. I I personally looking at cuz there's a lot of worldies, obviously but the first two um it were which were in that game uh, Ronaldo's and Nacho. uh, Nacho's were for my out of those two
1: if you had to test my man. Yeah, very nice. Good
0: go. Um yeah, so I mean just the 4-3 I mean it lived up <laughs> to the expectation. Messi was expected to be the savior and Mbappe turned it on back to he had that one run where you saw just how quick he was when he literally just blitzed their defense.
1: I was really saddened by this game because it's one of one of the ones which I didn't actually get to see any of at the time, and I was absolutely. Why did you miss it? I had to go out. What were you doing that was more important? <laughs> I was on a hike. <laughs> was this with your bird? Yeah, it was. I went. <laughs> I went to Simons Yacht, which is a well-known place in. No, lost the shirt.
0: Whilst knowing that France, Argentina is on. I thought we were going
1: to shit out. France up to there. You can't being take crack. that
0: chance. So, so would Argentina. Are I you feel still... like we're getting off topic. No, no. I've got some other contenders here. <laughs> that is purely on topic. Uh, did you not like, try any? So like, obviously,
1: the,
2: the girlfriend issue can be there now and again.
1: AJ, you missed Spain, Portugal for training. <laughs> that's different, yeah, though. That's just That's, I understand that's, that worked, that's
2: worked for me. Like, didn't you give any of the lines like the misses, like in terms of this is something that's only on once every four years? Like, I made a big deal of it it's like, look, I may never get to see this kind of thing again.
1: Kind of line, didn't you try any of those? To be fair, I watched every other game, at least like fifteen minutes of every game. <laughs> still, a lot of so, all the ones to miss. <laughs> but I mean, other contenders that I had. Obviously, you mentioned Spain Portugal. That was a great game. Um, the final I had that was excelled all expectations for me. Belgium Um, 3, Japan 2. Yeah, unreal. Um, The Germany games, where they got dumped out, South Korea, that was very exciting to watch. And also the Mexico game, that was brilliant.
0: I think the reason I put um, the France one first is because we had a winner. I know the conclusion of the Spain one, obviously, with the Ronaldo free kick, it felt almost like a win in the way they were going off. But just to have a clear winner there, and it's knockout football, I mean, we all knew Spain and Portugal were going to go through regardless of who won or lost that game. <clears throat>
2: on on a personal level, in terms of what it was like to watch, per- well, personally, obviously england Colombia. Yeah, I got that on my list. Like that is probably one of the best footballing experiences I ever had in a long
1: time. It wasn't a good game to watch though. <laughs> most, was it? Most invested in. And it was. Just went through every emotion, so I think for that it gave me a special memory.
2: Would you? Yeah, you say it wasn't good to watch it, but would you have changed anything now?
0: Oh no, same as the Tunisia one. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like it,
2: well, it's just like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's, you know, it can be bloody terrifying, but it's the
1: scenes in that living room when that <laughs> dire penalty went in, which. Might add, it was a terrible penalty <laughs> but he scored it so fair play oh, it, there was I absolute scenes i
0: don't know if you've uh, seen this stat which when i read it when i read it to you now um all right eric Dyer played 251 minutes at the world cup while he was on the field england didn't score a single goal conceded five times and trailed for 136 minutes <laughs> I, I, I'm not defending Dyer. I, <laughs> I
1: steered well clear. <laughs> you, should, you should be defending him. People are slating Henderson, by the way. So I, just remember that stat next time you're going to pick out Henderson.
2: I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get on to England. Yeah, yeah I, um,
0: I have some strong opinions on Henderson. We've got a couple of questions to get through first. So coach of the tournament, I mean, I'll go for um Dalic of Croatia, I mean, nine months before the World Cup, he was coaching in Saudi Arabia where he'd been for seven previous years and then he has gone on to take Croatia to a World Cup final. I don't think it gets much. Yeah, obviously,
2: obviously you'd have to mention the winner as well. Uh um, champ. Yeah, because he obviously had... He's not the most popular person in France. Um, he seemed he popular with
0: the team after the... Yeah, well, af, well after the win. Oh Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, we've seen before uh, yeah. United won the FA Cup and Van Hal wasn't getting... Bottles chucked over him in the in a press conference.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's different when it's coming from an entire nation that he wasn't really that popular going in, um, and there were a lot of question marks. A lot of people, one of our own,
0: was saying yeah. that he would be the downfall. <laughs> also, um, a lot easier to throw Deschamps in the air than Van Hal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously Deschamps and and Dalic wants to mention. And uh, separate to those, I had Southgate as well. Yeah, I mean. Undeniably went further than most people were expecting. Although I did call us as winners before the start of the tournament. I'll just throw that in there. Um, just how how the whole nation reacted to the, the run that we had. And I yeah. think it's primarily down to, to a lot of what he's done and what he's instilled. In terms of how likeable and personable the, the team is at the moment as well. Yeah. So I think he's done a lot of work there behind the scenes.
0: Um, if we continue then, so um, things to change...
1: One more coach. Go on. Roberto Martinez, maybe? I yeah. Think yeah, a I didn't lot, give him many uh, a prompts. lot of slander before the tournament and to pull it off, even with a squad like that, I think he's done well.
2: Yeah. I still question how he got that Belgian job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a mi like my brother really did. like my brother slates Roberto Martinez and it was like he's gonna get found out in every single match. But ultimately, he did get to the semis and he put up, he's finished third in the end. Yeah. Right. Mind you, have you seen all these celebrations in Belgium? Like they're working yeah. in like the world cup winners. Yeah, I don't I get that. I really don't. I, obviously, it's their biggest tournament like position. But I
1: think I think we should have done that for England. What they've done South for Gate us as said, a nation.
0: Southgate said, "Absolutely not." He said, "You should only be celebrating if you go on and win it." No, I, I think I think the scenes that we had, yeah, definitely not.
2: Yeah, I don't need. I don't even think that needs explaining. We should be celebrating like
1: that. Well, in case in case Southgate's listening, cheers, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Alex said he. Um... Doesn't tolerate anything other than first place unless it's a sport he competes in where gold, silver, and bronze medals are actually something to celebrate. <laughs> I, I get. Uh, I don't think
2: Belgium should be celebrating. Oh the way no, they I'm they not are.
0: saying that. I'm just saying your uh, point of view. Mm. It's different. It is different, though. No. It is different. If Martinez had been on the touchline on a bike, you'd have celebrated him. Nah. Continuing on, uh, things to change. Yeah, the biggest one for me would be um, maybe to draw it like uh, the Champions League. I mean, there was a game between, there was a day between each stage, and it's quite easy. I mean, we do it with the FA Cup, where as soon as one round finishes, you have all the balls there in a the pot, you draw them out, and it'll stop things like that. England-Belgium game, both playing a second-string team, France-Denmark.
1: Yeah. I can see that, and I can see why they don't do it as well with. You can see teams moaning about the length of time between matches, whereas if we'd have had like uh, Colombia takes... or England against Russia, then you've had an extra oh, yeah, game okay, between, between opposite ends of the opposite ends of the draw. That was the only thing I thought yeah. of when I bought that. Point. I just want
0: to avoid games like that France Denmark one. The only nail made of the tournament.
1: Yeah, that's embarrassing.
0: I actually opted to watch that one. It was absolutely terrible. Um, another thing for me would be um, maybe what VAR is used for. I mean, we've seen it takes about 30 seconds to check and sometimes there's things which aren't even uh, like a matter of opinion. So a ball going out for a corner, or a goal kick, whether it's a throw-in or not. And maybe if you just say that it's checked in a certain third of the pitch, or I mean, in the NBA, they do it where um, all decisions are reviewed within the final two minutes of the game. So even something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's something that can be improved upon. Um, one that I had was ITV. <laughs> can we just not <laughs> let them have coverage for the next World Cup? There's four years. We can we can do something in that time, surely. I'm sick of their damn adverts. Sick, sick of them in general, and their bad omens for our England boys.
2: Yeah, at least they didn't make a mistake with the adverts coming on during a match <laughs> this time.
0: Yeah, credit where due. Um, in terms of uh, things to keep I mean VAR and there's no going back now though, I don't think yeah I think I think it's been a successful
1: tournament for, pretty stupid now VAR. when you
0: see that the Premier League voted against it
1: yeah I think like you said just needs a bit of tweaking I think they could use it more for fouls as well and like we we alluded to the diving and things earlier. Yeah. I think we could use it to go back and obviously they're punishing people after games in the Premier League but yeah. if we could use it during the match so people actually get yellow cards and things
2: I think after watching um uh, way back when uh, it was first rolled out it, with Tottenham in the FA Cup um it was like watching that game it was horrendous it was not used correctly but so I had my hesitations about it but after watching this World Cup it didn't take away from the football experience at all
1: no. actually I think it improved it it yeah, gave yeah, a bit, it more added drama. That suspense a bit of suspense to it I think those pointless guys in the room need to have a bit more of a role though for it to be successful I think Having six people in the room, and then the referee still gets to decide in decision. Yeah, yeah. I think they could they could be utilised a bit more.
0: Yeah, let them wear non uniform as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly watching here as Luke's disintegrating in the sun in front of me. He's not. I don't think he's going to make it to the end of this pod.
1: Skeleton. Nah. Yeah,
2: I don't think I'm
0: going to make it either. Thankfully, uh, we're not. We don't have too much left to do after. This. <laughs> There's two kilograms of
2: fluids on the floor.
0: Oh, most of it's on the back of my vest. Thank God I wore one. Um, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's move on unless anyone has anything else to add. Alright, we we've just taking a little break, got a bit of breeze in us. This uh, sweltering heat is uh burning my back, burning AJ's top half, I'm bottom half of his absolutely face. Fine. I'm, not well, I'm blocking. Yeah, I'm blocking most of it. It's a good thing you're not breaking a sweat because you got a grey t shirts on. Do <laughs> you just not sweat? No. I, <laughs> well, I won't tell you what trainer did earlier. But this is not hot. This is not that hot. Wait, what did you do earlier? Half marathon set. Jesus. I thought there was gonna be some intricate reason you weren't sweating.
2: I'll tell you what, the hottest I've been over this past month is doing a horrendous thing called a sweet spot set, which is basically going to a <laughs> nine out of ten effort. <laughs> And I had to do it in the studio and I only had one fan to work with. That was literally nearing near to passing out. Hot that's why Langston,
0: Langston missed the Argentina-France game. He was doing a sweet spot. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what you can oh, call the it. One fan who was watching Alex. <laughs> 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 Alright, couple of things to get into then before we uh, conclude episode 71. Don't call it a comeback as I've named it on my uh, notes. Ronaldo has officially moved to Juventus. I think we all were sceptical at first and then it gradually seemed like it actually was going to happen. Um, First things first, what do we think of the move?
2: I think it's a stroke of genius, to be honest. I think Juventus were really clever to get in there, um, knowing that I think Ronaldo would probably want to go there. Um, I think for him, it's a really good move as well. Guaranteed trophies to add to his cabinet, pretty much. Um, nice little Mediterranean continent to be on as well um, and well he's going to he's going to be that he will be the central man at that club I think that was going to be crucial for him I think that's a big reason why he didn't go back to United or anything like that because he would have maybe questioned whether he could be top dog I think he'd still overshadowed be overshadowed by Mourinho still be the
1: big boy but I think why would you want to go to United to be honest and yeah there's a lot of big egos there and like, it's much harder to much harder with. league yeah, exactly. So don't sleep on my Fiorentina boys. I'll tell you that.
0: Alright. Who do actually know, um does it help his GOAT status?
2: Uh
0: I think to to it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it
2: does. If he goes to if he goes without doubt, you would question the overall quality of the Italian league versus let's say the Spanish league and the like Premier League. Um
1: it's not too far off, though. No, I, I would say, say it's more. Compe- it's, it's got th- the same
2: amount of bum teams, pretty much. Yeah, it's more competitive than I think people give it credit for. Um, and ultimately, if he goes there and does just as well as he did at Ronaldo in the time that he's going to have there, I think that's. I think yes, definitely so. And once again, he's, like you could argue that that you know, concrete, played at the biggest club in England at the time. Played in the biggest club in Spain, one of the two biggest clubs in Spain, the
0: joint biggest, and he's now going to be at the biggest club in Italy. I mean, we don't know how much they're going to have to lose financially to be able to pay Ronaldo, so that could be interesting.
2: Well, we know f- uh, for the the moment. This is even before the transfer was confirmed, and it was just a became a strong rumor that the stock market value of Juventus went up by twenty percent just from the sheer rumor. Imagine what it's already gone up by now. That he's actually signed for them. The shirt sales alone, um,
1: and pff, financial much... fair play.
2: I don't. The thing is, though, I don't think they would have broken any financial play rules.
1: Eighty-eight millions cheap these days. Yeah, that's pocket change.
2: And you've got to remember as well. And um, there's also some other things going in with. Their, I think they're doing something alongside Ferrari as well. Um, some sort of so he's probably going to be able to post a
0: poster boy, like a linked poster boy with them as well. How harsh is it that of all the teams, Milan are the only one that's been done for financial fair play? Yeah, and they haven't even barely even got any better from it, and now their businessmen's left them as well.
1: <laughs> it must be quite easy to get away with as well, because if you're looking at teams like City and PSG that, you're getting away stupid with loans, it. yeah, it's fairly straightforward from from because they're like the first team in ages to get done, aren't they?
0: Yeah. All right. Um, let's. So, uh, this is what I was going to say, who will replace him? I've got a little shortlist: Hazard, Mbappe, Kane, Sterling. Do you, what? <laughs> <Are> <laughs> the way we... Sterling was spoke about in this World Cup, you would think that he is ready to replace Ronaldo. Are we
1: replacing him as a talisman player, or a sh- just who will striker are, or Madrid, a
0: forward? You, you think Madrid are going to get some kind of like flagship player in?
1: Like, I would probably be inclined to say Hazard because Chelsea's just gone. Have you seen his win, interview after so.
0: the game where he said um, that he'd like a new challenge? It's not his choice. at the End of the day, and he said, um, "I don't." What was it? He said something like, um, "I think it's clear where I want to go, or I don't need to say where my preference lies." So yeah, he is—he's definitely going. I think I gave—I think I gave—definitely, hundred gave percent. Do you think he's? The, I don't think he's the guy to kick up enough of a fuss to. If Chelsea don't want to get rid of him. Ronaldo Real Madrid get their man every single
2: time. And without doubt, he is probably the closest thing to a replacement that they can get at the moment. Um I, was... I like I give you, listen, I I said Hazard, Kane, Mbappe, and who was the other one that I gave you? Was it Salah?
1: Yeah. Salah needs to go into hiding. <laughs> I'm not having him nicked.
2: Yeah. Salah's
0: I'm, probably maybe a bit old, to...
1: The Maybe.
2: way the way that Real Madrid are, I mean, we're talking about players that could replace Ronaldo. I mean, we're talking about signings. Is this does anybody in that current Real Madrid squad step up and finally take the mantle with like Bale, earth, Isco, Asensio? Yeah, I do. You know, what I'm gonna. I would say I think Isco might actually finally over Bale. Isco over Bale might do something. I think Bale's too injury prone.
0: Madrid aren't going to let him go and not replace
1: him. Hundred percent, they're going to be splashed. They're cash. funded
0: by the Spanish. They're funded by the Spanish government, so it's not like, the cash is going to be an issue. It's which team needs the cash and do I mean Chelsea have just put their ground on hold, so do they need the cash for that? I the, the
2: without without question, Hazard needs to move. I think from on a personal level, him personally he needs to move somewhere else. Because he is, I think he's stuck in a rut at Chelsea, and we've seen that in terms of where he'll win, have a really good season, and then have not a very good season. And it always throws into doubt what we think of him in terms of how good he actually is. He needs to move on, and I think he maybe should have done that last year.
1: Spurs are over budget for their stadium. Chelsea are an awful club, by the way. I just want to say that I hate <laughs> them. But Spurs, yeah, I can't see Kane going. I've got to be no, honest. No, I see him I at least either. at least one more season. We sort of have bail just, he,
0: can't, he Can't really speak Spanish. Yeah, i
2: I am not going to say that Kane's out of reach for Real Madrid because I don't think any player is. Um, I think the only real club that can really keep Real Madrid away are, are Barcelona. Um, but I, yeah, I'm with Sam. Chelsea are a terrible football club. They're a disgrace, absolute disgrace. And I yeah. do hope they go <laughs> downhill. I hope their squad gets gutted by the sands of it from all these transfer rumors that are coming in and the odds on their players
0: that if, certain players are going to leave. I hope they get gutted. If Madrid want Mbappe. Then he's then just Just Piers, to clarify, he has he actually signed is, to PSG? It, it, it was a loan, wasn't it? It was um, an ob- obligatory buy clause, so they have to spend the 160 million. And this is what I'm going to say they could s- feasibly make an immediate profit after spending 160 million on a
1: player. Yeah, yeah I, if... what realistically do you get for him now? Half a billion? It's got to be something stupid I think about that. they have to do it so it's, it's like to... realistic.
0: Yeah. But now, with the days where you can spread it over yeah, years... I mean, Arsenal are paying £8 million a year for Torreira, which is nothing in terms of like a budget. I'll tell you one
2: player that we've completely forgotten about who could be a straight replacement for Ronaldo, and that is Neymar, even though we did
0: have him down as a flop of the tournament.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that happening.
0: I could see it, but I feel like they'll demand more than they would for Mbappe. Yeah.
2: I think it's smart. To do that because obviously Mbappe, part of me wants to say that Mbappe going to Real Madrid now maybe one year too early. But then again, I don't really like him at PSG either. I mean, Mbappe is a massive talent. After the final um, yesterday, they were showing clips of Pele and they were talking about him like they they, they as Lima said, or oh, Messi and Ronaldo need to hand over the crown now. Um, right okay he's had a very good tournament he is looks like an absolute world video player and I have no doubt he will be same as like we sort of knew going into tournament because he'd shown flair there but I don't want it like you know let's not get ahead of ourselves too still, much
1: still got a lot to add to his game hasn't he yeah
0: really it might replace him a <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about Dybala? can you see him leaving the, he's, he's he's the one
0: who seems to be i mean Arsenal fans seem to think they're getting De It's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. I've
1: seen Liverpool fans claiming that as well, so don't worry. But yeah, I, it seems like it would open the door. Was it for, for that? But was it you said he was a hype job in our podcast chat? No,
2: I I asked you um, when I gave you the list of names in terms of replacement for Ronaldo. Um, I gave you. You mentioned De and I and somebody else did. But then I asked you, Connor. Yeah, it was Connor. I. I asked you, Debala or Özil? <laughs> like I didn't get an answer, and then that's no. I poverty.
0: said I'd, I would much rather have Debala than Özil for a start. One's thirty and one.
2: Özil Prime or Debala now?
0: I'd rather have Dybala because he's going to do more immediately. And a Debala or Bamian strike forces dreaming. Yeah. So... I feel, is there
2: any other player? So apart from Kane and Bappe, Neymar, Debala, Salah, and um, that's all of them. I mean, Is there anybody else? And Hazard. Is there any other players
0: that we're missing that maybe would I'd go? I'd say De Bruyne, but they don't. That's the last thing they need. Another attacking midfielder. So that doesn't really make sense.
1: They it's, need someone up top, don't they? You can.
0: Yeah, or a it. winger and someone shift someone else central. Can't
1: be really a big guy. I mean, it needs to be someone they, who's got that pace. Lewandowski's
0: been linked there for years, and you'd imagine he's not going to be too expensive in terms of his age.
2: Well, the thing is, these like players like Lewandowski aren't the replacement I'm talking about. I'm talking about a what Ronaldo was signing wise when he went to Real Madrid. Oh yeah,
0: but I'm saying in terms of it depends what they think they can do in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh,
2: I, I think I think they're going to struggle to. I think it's going to be a more case of signing two players, two players rather than a single replacement.
1: Yeah, I think if you're going for a big man, you need a a little player with a bit of pace to go alongside it because you're going to lose that what Ronaldo's given you for X amount of years. So they've got to get rid of Benzema as well. Benzema needs to go. I'm so sick of him. <laughs> He's another Cavani, but I'd rather have Cavani out You idolise Benzema. You're <laughs> the one who didn't even know who he was last week, calling him Benjamin Zima. That's
0: the most ridiculous thing. I was saying you idolise his uh, out-of-football as Hasn't
2: Benton Mab being linked with Arsenal? You heard that before?
0: More I so Higuain.
1: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, Lewandowski is one I wouldn't rule out. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Hazard or Mbappe if they are intent to come out. And I think we'll see in the next uh, week or so as to what their intent is.
2: What, what, what's the situation with James Rodriguez at the
0: moment? Well, they got rid of him, and he's got two the two years. Was a loan. Was yeah, two years
2: year left, only yeah. yeah. Well, two loans don't necessarily mean anything. I mean, they could call yeah. him back. Yeah, but he's not what
0: they, if they wanted him that much, then they would have kept him.
2: Yeah, but it's sort of the question like, like now Ronaldo's gone, that leaves a void, a power, a power vacuum of where he was, and it maybe leaves up players opportunities. You like struggle to put
0: Isco, Asensio, Bale, Hames.
1: I could see my boy Sadio Mane in a Real shirt I wouldn't want that and it's a bit of an outsider one but I could oh, see him I don't him. know
0: I think he has too many shitters and those fans turn quickly
2: fair and Golo Kante and Hazard double sweep that
1: would be quality I'd love that that's Chelsea down the So that's two <laughs> birds in one stone what uh, other ones you got then
0: that was uh, Hazard and Bappe Kane were my main ones. I mean, you couldn't rule Salah out, but I think Liverpool are going to demand a, a, probably more than what he would be worth in terms of if you're going to spend that much, then you're going to get Hazard or you're going to get someone else instead. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they should go for Giroud now world <laughs> Cup world Cup winner premier League winner Puskas award winner not a single shot on target got a trophy yeah. and their worst performance was the game he didn't play so it's true and That's you were, you were being uh, quite rude about him I love
1: rude let's let's leave off to rude
0: most handsome player in the world I just wanted to get a response from you Well, it worked um okay if we just have a little tickle on some other transfer rumours before uh, we vacate the premises. Uh, most recent one, Shakiri to Liverpool has been confirmed. I think that's a steal at 13 million. Can't really go wrong unless he just has this poisonous attitude. Which <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he seems he seems nice from the press images. He's getting along with wan Adam quite well in their little video. Um, but yeah, I think good signing for us. Uh. Still, like 13, like you say. I don't know why um, we weren't
0: going for him when we desperately need a winner.
1: <laughs> yeah, not really a place where we're lacking at the moment, but it's always good to have that bit of depth there. Uh, you can't can, just lump see, it all on Salah all the time. I just so. see
0: Madrid link with um, Christian Pavon, but he's also been linked with uh, Barca as well, which seems more likely given the messy, uh, messy I mean, yeah. link yeah. up there.
2: Going back onto Shakiri I, I think it's quite a smart move from Liverpool because like for how cheap he is, we all know like he had he has potential. He's a bit more of like a, not a Balotelli character, but he's got a, we know that maybe he could do something. If you were to think of maybe the managers that could put an arm around him and get something better out of him than what we've seen so far, you'd have it down as Klopp or Pochettino yeah. as well. But I'm surprised we didn't make a move for him. But then again, I think we've already got our equivalent signing in Lucas Mora. So I can understand that. Flop of the year. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't played yet.
1: <laughs> Massive flop.
0: Um. Okay. Um. Oh, preseason friendlies. Anyone see the clips of that Everton game? Yeah, they won twenty-two nil. Yeah, yeah. By nineteen um, nil, there's a player running through, and the keeper actually walks <laughs> out of the goal and just does this yeah, and just gestures him to tap it in. That's
1: so bad.
0: It's like when you're getting smashed and you're having a kickabout, and just the person just can't bother standing goal, and the ball blasted at him, so he just shakes head and then asks for a swap. Um, Arsenal's pre-season friendly uh, Bamiang got a hat-trick inside 16 minutes good start um,
1: it's Boreham Wood for Christ's uh, sake yeah
0: look at the teams Liverpool have been drawing with well, yeah very draw <laughs> well, pretty embarrassing um, Socrates played he looks like he needs a long pre-season I said um, when we first linked with him that he's got a football manager but pe- the more and more I hear about him the worse he sounds he looked absolutely huge. Like he was struggling to run, and he was getting shown up <laughs> by some of their strikers. Cross. So that's an interesting one. Um, I'm an Arsenal sign, Torreira. Now another one of the maybe breakthrough stars of the World Cup. Um,
2: obviously, it's probably worth mentioning what has happened at Chelsea with obviously Conte
0: finally being out the door. We'll get there, Alex. Oh, Don't all you all worry. Right. Talk about Arsenal. That's so boring. boring. Torreira, one of the stars of the World Cup. Arsenal doing some good business for a change, getting things done early, getting Terra done pretty much before the World Cup. Just had to get a signature.
1: They're building you up just to break you down. As I um, say, it can't come that be third any week worse. of the season when you've lost your first three.
0: Well, that's just a couple of things that I've seen. I mean, they're putting training videos out there. I've seen. I mean, we don't know how hard they work, but Arsenal had the pre-season friendly and then they had to go straight back to Colony for a training session after. So. Obviously, he's putting in the work in a pre-season and we've got Bamiang, Lacazette, Urtsil, Ramsey all having a full pre-season. So.
1: They're all going to be gassed come season time then. They're going to be knackered. Well, we've
0: got City and Chelsea first and half their teams are missing because they were all in the late stage of the World Cup. <laughs> uh, credit to us. I think they're doing
2: better than, let's say, other teams in the Premier League at the moment in terms of what they've done business-wise. What Spurs and- doing. Well, I think we're still on holiday by the looks of things. (laughs) I think we're being asleep. But I mean, if you were to compare to, let's say, the Chelsea situation, I think you're doing a lot
0: better. Well, usually we had Wenger covering the World Cup or whatever tournament was on. And so we left everything to the final deadline week and it was just a rush to overpay for players
1: then. Yeah, I think in, in all seriousness... Yeah, I think it's promising times for Arsenal.
0: A well, new keeper, new centre back, new holder midfielder, new winger, and, and another centre back, and I'll be happy. But that could be asking yeah, a bit that's much. Like six <laughs>
1: sign-ins. That's a little, well, maybe a bit too much. To two centre
0: midfielders, a centre back, and uh, a goalkeeper so far. So how much? Crossed. How much?
2: How much of that fifty million war chest have we actually spent? yet? Well, that's
0: clearly ridiculous. We've already actually we spent forty-nine point eight million. Forty-nine point <laughs> eight million. So you've got to get all of those signings in with that little bit. That little bit. of Two hundred yeah. grand left. Well, wow, we're one of the richest clubs in the world, so I don't think fifty million was ever <laughs> a, a thing. I mean, uh, if we have a little look, I mean, we've been linked with Usman Dembele, Pavon, and DiBala, but I don't really see that happening at all. My next note: Dembele, whatnot.
1: I could see. You're gonna have Possibly. to pay a lot for
0: yeah. him, though. I mean, the the link is a loan, but I don't. That's not really doing. That's a favour. We'll develop your player for you. Um. Yeah, what are Spurs doing? Surely, there' a bigger big improvement is needed. Well, obviously, before the World Cup got started, they were just like literally securing a load of
2: like the players that currently got onto bigger contracts, which isn't bad business. I mean, it's pretty much made Kane staying seem a lot more solid, given a bit more confidence, and obviously other players which have signed new contracts. Um, and you look at a few of the England squad, like Kieran Trippier, I mean, his value has gone up massively after yeah. the World Cup performance. So, yeah, I think... And there were, obviously, we've got signings that we made which weren't played. I mean, we joked about Lucas Moore earlier. He didn't actually... He got like virtually no game time. So it would be interesting to see what he does with him at the start of the season. But yeah, we need to do... I, I'm well, I'm not saying we don't need to do any business because I think we really need to. Our striker situation is still not great. We've got two strikers which are clearly useless to us and one that does the job, which isn't enough, as we've the, seen. The older world to United links continuing as well. Well, we spoke about this, didn't we? I, I can understand if how the older world goes. We said about like maybe his injury, like there's a serious injury. I didn't see any sign of that in that Belgium squad, <laughs> so... I do question what's actually going on there.
1: I'd rather be at Spurs than Arsenal at the moment. United, sorry, at the moment. Well, United will
0: pay you about four times as much for a start.
1: But I think if I was in that position when you're getting X amount of money, at some stage it starts to just not make a difference. I've said this before. But but you never know. Also,
0: the allure is there if playing at United. We can't really pretend it's not.
1: Yeah, I I suppose. Um, What I was going to say about Spurs, whilst we're on the topic, I've just seen Jack Grealish's link with them heavily linked what all you need is a new another <laughs> Deli Alley, is it? <laughs>
2: there, there is another one as well we've been linked with um, who was it oh, yeah, Barrios as well and um Sessegnons he would sue Barrios what I can see
0: Sessegnon that's and, nice.
2: and uh, as well Malcolm which apparently we were strongly lived with in the January Yeah, we were ago. linked with him
0: as well apparently both clubs have put off apparently he's got a really bad attitude and just no club is willing to put up with him I think
1: Malcolm's just in the middle of a cover. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even finish that one <laughs>
0: I could hear it as soon as you as soon as, as soon as you started.
2: I can think of the... There must be some sort of decent songs if he ever does come to the Premier League.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not looking forward. I saw a tweet, so I won't claim this is, is my own point, but the Southgate song was good, but it's not going to be good when every club has their own version of it yeah. this summer. I mean, it's bad enough having to hear Harry Kane. He's one of our own. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was up there at Pickford's debut when the Sunderland fans were chatting, Jordan Pickford, he's one of our own. <laughs> doesn't look so bad, I'm man.
2: surprised the other Kane one isn't caught on. You just got Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I like <love> that. <laughs>
0: this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. All right. Um, so, United, it looks like, um, I mean, the talk was they were going to do some big business this summer. Uh, they got Fred in, who uh, I think most people are lying if they can give you much info on him. I mean... We've seen these go either way when they come in from, when they come in from some obscure leagues. So, I think obviously they're definitely trying to roughen up their
2: squad a little bit, make it a bit more, let's say, well, you could argue like a bit of a older, an older Premier League side in terms of the way that they play, rough, rough and ready
1: scumbags, <laughs> yeah, basically. It was scumbags. Yeah. You know? Well,
0: I've just I've just gone on to get the gossip, and the first thing I've seen is Ronaldo already doing Ronaldo. And he's saying he demands uh, credit for going to Juve because most players his age would go to China or Qatar.
2: Well, he's <laughs> not wrong. I He's not wrong in terms oh, of... Oh, uh, big round of applause for going to Juve. Uh,
0: well, they,
2: right, nothing's a given still. That is still a highly
0: competitive league and Juventus are not guaranteed... The next closest contender were Napoli who have lost Jorginho. They've lost their manager.
1: Yeah, but... And they're
0: in for um, Petr Cech. As their backup keeper. Yeah,
2: what I'm trying to say is if you were to compare Juve to the Premier League, yes, it's not as competitive. Before that,
0: their biggest uh, rivals were Roma, who had Jovino starting for them. Yeah,
2: but if you were to compare them to the British, the Barclays Premier League, yes, it's not as competitive. But likewise, going to somewhere like China is an entirely different lower down.
1: Yeah, you lose all respect from me if you go into that damn Chinese league and you're under 35. Carrasco is the worst one for me. Yeah, Carrasco, Levetzi, you scumbags. Courtois says of
0: Chelsea teammate and compatriot, Eden Hazard, wherever I go, Hazard must come along.
2: They're both going to Real Madrid. Get them to Real. K- yeah, Real Madrid PSG. are just going to come in, Sweep up Kante, Hazard and Courtois and literally just take everything but Morata.
0: Liverpool have made an <laughs> offer for Barcelona's Dutch goalkeeper Jasper Sillison, which you do, that's where you quite do, clearly yeah. do need to sign yeah, in. We need one. This goalkeeper, merry-go-round hasn't started really. No, we got ours in early. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea are interested in signing Lazio midfielder Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. had a good World uh, Cup. Yeah,
1: he good for Serbia, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, as good yeah, as you he can do.
0: Um, Luke Shaw's prepared to leave United as a free agent it's crazy to think he's only 23 Bloody hell.
2: Do, you know, do you know what I, I'm surprised this bit of business hasn't been done and clearly like, or, like, have you seen him this pre no, I, I know exactly what he looks like and I know the mess that he's in but he can still claw it back I think I, I'm expecting Danny Rose to go somewhere I when initially like way back last in January last last year's uh, transfer window there was a strong link of Danny Rose obviously going to United. Yeah, I would have tried to swoop Shaw off them as a replacement because like obviously we've got our replacement already for Rose, but it's
1: Rose uh, has done himself no favors at the World Cup, and I don't think you're going to see people rushing out to empty their pockets for him because he's going to be going for probably a a fair amount, forty million plus, I would imagine. Yeah. And yeah, he's not done himself any favors. So <laughs> um,
0: Besiktas have been offered West Ham's uh, English striker Andy Carroll. <laughs> um, Derby boss Frank Lampard is close to signing Liverpool's
1: Wales winger Harry Wilson on loan. I don't know. He's just signed a new contract for like a long-term contract, so that's probably quite a realistic one. To be fair, is he good? He's, he's looked all right in in the games that I've seen him. So only like league games League Cup games that I've seen him play so. Napoli president says
0: the side were offered Cristiano Ronaldo before he joined Juventus but it would have risked pushing the club towards bankruptcy <laughs> they
2: were never going to be able to afford him and I don't think he would have gone there either
0: I mean like Naples is not the nicest place in the world no. Liverpool uh, someone you signed and that's pretty much it so I mean Liverpool, you're going to say we're going to track them needing a the keeper. The longer it goes on, the harder that's going to get. Yeah, that's going to be um, in a in a almost <clears throat> like when you had the money from uh, Torres and everyone's just seeing you come in, knowing yeah, how yeah. desperate you are. <laughs> Those clips of carriers in pre-season do not
1: oh, look good. good. <laughs> They look bad, don't they? Yeah.
0: He's had a head injury. Yeah, he's fucking he could have been, been killed. Man. There was a clip of um <laughs> Manzukic whacking his head yesterday and they're just being pulled straight back up and allowed to carry on <laughs> when he's dazing all over the
1: shop. Say what I'd give a lot of money for that old black to join us. I'd love that. That'd be my ideal signing. Very unlikely. Oh, but that's
0: everyone's go to yeah. uh, I mean, after Burned Leno. <laughs> who I've also heard some ropey things about there. Jordan Pickford. Well, Liverpool have signed um, a player from a relegated side now four seasons in a row. Yeah. So if you Everton go down maybe, then Pickford.
1: Yeah, but look at what a sign Andy Robertson was. What a player.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's an interesting uh, stat yeah. there. Yeah. Danny Ings was one of the other ones there and Ricky Lambert's. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> two bits of bad business really. <laughs> I think with Lambert and, well both of them actually, both of them was a bit of like a charity transfer <laughs> for, for me. Ings
0: still feels like one of those ones who could be a good little backup striker, but.
1: He just never does anything. Yeah,
0: ha- and he never stays fit either. He got Solanke instead. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else have anything else to add before we move on to uh, well closing the show and uh, we'll be back next week where hopefully it's a bit cooler? I just want to reiterate how
2: terrible Chelsea have treated poor Conte. I just want to say that's. I do agree with that. What
0: more can you do? He's had like the highest win rate, uh, highest win percentage in their team's history. It's, yeah. it's disgraceful. They're a disgraceful club.
1: Can we just pray that Loftus-Cheek makes it out alive as well? I want to see him get out of Chelsea and g- get to well, they've somewhere. just signed
0: Jorginho, so he must be looking at that thinking what well, <laughs> what they they can't think much of me because they're not going to play, they're not going to drop Kanté, are they, if he's still there? I've um, no. uh, the uh, what's the name of the
2: manager that's just come in? Uh, Sorry. Sorry. No. I, I I saw it the first article I saw about it was Oh, sorry, could potentially change Chelsea Football Club. No, he, no, he won't. No, he won't change Chelsea Football Club. He, they, no, all the managers that have come before him have had no chance of changing the club. Mourinho is meant to be right. This is we're going to settle down. We're going to really build a long legacy here with one manager. He lasted two seasons, three, two, three, two seasons, three seasons. Yeah, I just, two seasons. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, you just don't just. It's either two or three at best for Chelsea. I just think the way that they handled the whole situation's terrible, and I think Conte deserves a medal for the way that he's hopefully held held them to ransom and Opie squeezed them for
0: everything that they've got. Yeah. Well, they just wanted to complete silence, didn't they? It was almost like if we don't say anything, then
1: then problems will disappear.
0: Um, no, I thought I had a little something to say on there. Uh, there was a quote I saw about sorry yesterday, but I can't find it. It was basically one awful bloke. He is. But I can't seem to yeah, find
1: it. It was a Mancini quote, wasn't it? Yeah. Saying that he's a racist homophobe or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did see that on Twitter. He
0: was calling him uh,
1: said he a fucking maggot on the touchline. Said he was a, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. We don't condone that here. No. TK, maybe.
0: Nice. Lias. <laughs> who, who, who was he saying that about, sorry? He, he said that about Mancini, I think it was. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Anyway. But anyway. Friend of the pod, Roberto Mancini. If you're listening, <laughs> shout out to you. All
0: right, let's uh, get this uh, show gone because we're going to be here a while otherwise and uh, we don't seem to be moving anywhere. So thanks again for tuning into another edition of the Spitballing Pod. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks on www.spitballingpod.com. I have 10 interviews to do this week. I am back in business, so uh, we'll have plenty more to come there. And we'll have Troy back on next week to give us a little catch up on what he's been up to. Alex will be back if he can spare some time after his training and his. Uh...
2: I have never missed a Monday. Disgraceful statement. What
0: was that test you were doing earlier? Test. The one that Langston was doing to miss.
1: Sweet spot test. Oh, the sweet spot test.
0: I will always make it on a Monday night. Have I missed one yet? You can take us through a sweet spot test on Monday. We'll do it live on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, adios, bye.